Ah, and we are live. Welcome back to Takes by Fans. We got a great show for you today. As always, we are live every single day, noon Eastern at twitch.tv slash takes by fans. If you want to watch, head over to our... Well, I just missed, messed it up. I messed up our intro. How do we mess up our intro? Jeez. If you want to watch live, head over to twitch.tv slash takes by fans. We, po- uh, we are live. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, folks. I mean, folks, we got we got preseason on at uh, 1 o'clock. We got Justin Fields versus the Dolphins. So forget the intro, folks. Uh, we're only going to be going for an hour today because we have that preseason game. Dolphins, Bears, and folks, folks, we've got to just jump right into it, folks. I just went live on Twitter because there is an emergency betting announcement that needs to be made, folks. What is our one and only surefire bet that we have been saying ever since this man has been drafted? He will be the week one starter. Justin Fields, folks, the odds have just came down, and that is not what we want to hear, right? We want that well we do kind of want to hear because we need this man to be the week one starter and obviously you know the closer to kind of minus 100 that Vegas puts it the more likely it is going to happen but we still want to secure that value and we've been preaching to y'all we've been begging y'all to take this bet because we are feeling so freaking good about it but it just came down, folks. Justin Fields to be the week one starter is now at plus 350. It's been at plus 400 for like the last three weeks, folks. And we've been eating it up and gobbling it up. But this is the first time in a while that it has dropped. So, And he hasn't even played yet. This value has dropped without this man even playing, folks. Because he's been looking so gosh dang good in, pre, uh, in uh, training camp. And we've been watching him. And he's just looking fantastic. But he takes the field today day against the Dolphins at 1 o'clock Eastern, so y'all have to get on this because as soon as that game is over, this bet is going to drop, folks. This value is going to drop. It's going to go from 350, plus 350, to plus 300, to plus 250, to plus 200, to plus 150, to plus 100, and then it's at minus 100, minus 200, minus 300, and then Vegas is going to take it off because it's a sure thing. Folks, you have to get this value, folks. If you have not listened to us for the last year, never taken our advice on anything over the last year, we are feeling so confident on this one, folks. This is why we're going. We never go this hard on a bet, folks. We never say, you know, bet your house and bet this, bet that on a bet unless we are feeling truly 1 million percent confident, folks. We've been talking about this bet ever since April, since he's been drafted, folks, and we've been tracking the betting progress. And that's why it's so alarming that it's now dropping before he has even played a preseason game. So please, please, if you are interested in this bet, if you've been kind of thinking, yeah, um, yeah, I kind of see it, but I still want to see him play a little bit. I kind of agree with takes by fans because they're very smart and very educated and they know what they're talking about. So I do want to take it, but I also kind of want to see him. Folks, you have to just go and lock it when you can. And now is the time. This will not climb back up, folks, because once he's going to be out there playing tonight, folks. He's not going to be bad. He's not going to be bad, folks. He's going to be amazing. So this is not going to go back up to plus 400. And you're like, well, I can get the value then. No, 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 folks. This is the highest the value will ever be because it will never go back up, folks. Justin Fields to be the week one starter at plus 350, folks. Go, please. Please secure the value if you are interested in betting on this, folks. 
I can't believe it's dropped before he's even played, folks. I, I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb. I think it's going to be plus 250 by the end of today. I'd probably say plus 250 by the time the official game is over. But I'll give Vegas a couple hours to realize their mistake and maybe kind of rewatch the game and be like, wow, yeah, that man's mechanics and all of his throws were absolutely beautiful the entire game. So I'm going to say by the end of today, this drops down to plus 250. And then, yeah, it's still good value. I'm not going to lie. Plus 250 is still good. But you could have had it at plus 400. You could have had it at plus 350. Folks, here it is. Don't miss out. So now that that's out of the way, like I said, we're only going to be going to 1 o'clock because we got to get ready for this preseason game, folks. I don't even want y'all listening to me at 1 o'clock. At 1 o'clock, turn everything off, and you got to watch Justin Fields and Tua. We get to watch Tua, and Tua, it, we believe, is going to have a real solid season, so expect this man to show out in preseason as well. So, real great preseason game on today at 1 o'clock, so we got to make sure that we are out and done by 1 o'clock. So, let's just jump right into the stories of the day. Here we go. The first one up. Whoa, a little interesting. Um, former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson was a visitor at Colts camp yesterday. Interesting. We just saw this man be a visitor at the Bears training camp um, last week. So um, doesn't seem like Doug Peterson is going to get a spot as a coach somewhere, whether an assistant, anything like that this year. But he still wants to stay in these circles because he's expecting to be a head coach somewhere next season or at least on a, um, kind of an assistant staff. So he's kind of, you know, feeling the waters for next season and we kind of like that we want to see this man be a head coach sometime we we really respect and admire what Doug Peterson had did with that Eagles team you know winning you know winning seasons basically every single season getting to the playoffs decently got and won a Super Bowl all within like the first four years of being in Philadelphia so you got to give this man some respect and we really thought it was a little premature of firing him and going with Nick Sirianni uh you know just this season so <clears throat> We definitely want to see this man back coaching, but real interesting that he's kind of, you know, making the circuit here, making his rounds, seeing what's available, and maybe kind of recruiting for his coaching staff at his next place because the next time this man gets a head coaching job, he kind of knows the pressure is on. He doesn't get a buffer season like all these other head coaches, first-time head coaches. Like with Dan Campbell and the Lions, he gets a buffer season. We're all not expecting it to be good this season. So if they go 4-13, and 13, nobody's going to complain and be calling for um, Dan Campbell's job. If Nick Sirianni goes, you know, 4-13, and 13, he's going to get a little bit of a free pass, too. They're going to probably blame it on Jalen Hurts before they blame it on Nick Sirianni. So he's kind of got a double free pass there. First-time head coach and Jalen Hurts, who we're going to look at what he did. Um, no, he didn't play yesterday. That was two, day, uh, two days ago we watched him. But still looking pretty solid. But, um, yeah, so, and then who's there? Uh, Matt Rule. Well, He's kind of on the hot seat this season. He's really got to make sure that uh, Sam Darnold is the guy. Uh, who's another first-time head coach? We got um, Arthur Smith with the Falcons. First time uh, being a head coach here. So he's got a free pass, especially with this Falcons team that really just has nothing. Well, they've got well, Calvin Ridley's great. Cal Pitts is great. Uh, but, you know, kind of not the quarterback that he chose. So he's got the free pass this season for the first-time head coach. And then maybe another free pass on top of that because it's Matt Ryan. Maybe 
were not really buying Matt Ryan that much. So Doug Peterson, he's won a Super Bowl. He's proven he can win. So he's not going to get that same kind of treatment, that free pass treatment that some of these other first-time head coaches are going to get. So he needs to make sure that his coaching staff, whoever he puts on his coaching staff, are down to start winning right now and are good enough to start winning as soon as whatever team opens up for Doug Peterson to step in and get that head coaching job. So that's kind of why we believe he's making some rounds here. We'll see where else he visits, uh, but it does. I, I wouldn't imagine him being on a coaching staff. I'm pretty sure it's a little bit too late for that anyway, but uh, he wants to be a head coach next season, folks, and he doesn't kind of want to go back through the process of being an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, anything like that, and working your way up. So we'll see how all that plays out next season, but uh, Doug Peterson, uh, went to Colts training camp yesterday, folks. Living it back up up with uh, Carson Wentz out there and Frank Reich. All right. What's up next here? All right. We got uh, Panay Sewell um, yesterday. First time out there. And, folks, we're not sold on the man. We never really loved this man. We never even bought into this man. We really think the media hyped this man up. Everyone was saying this is, like, the highest-graded offensive lineman in the last 10 years. He's so great. You had to use a first-round pick on him. But we got a first little glimpse at him. And look at this man get absolutely destroyed by the Bills defensive end, Gregory Roseo. I mean, folks, just look at what Panay Sewell did, folks. He stopped his legs from moving. That's a full second of no movement in the legs, folks. Folks, look at this man just stop moving right there. Just stopped his legs from churning. And that's kind of, you know, the cardinal sin as a D, as an offensive lineman. You keep those legs chopping because as soon as you stay still, you're done. You've lost all momentum. You've lost all leverage. And you will get bull rushed like he just did right here. And this is an easy sack for Gregory Roseo on Jared Goff out there. So Jared Goff taking unnecessary hits because Panay Sewell, the guy that the Lions love so much, folks, have y'all seen? that video it's been going around Twitter for literally the last like ever since he's got drafted really of just the Lions room um, drafting room going absolutely manic after they drafted Panay Sewell but we we were never big believers on him we don't think this is the right fit we thought it was a little bit of an overreach and we just weren't really ever buying this man we know the national media was but us over here we never really were like oh my god oh 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 taking my breath away we were like uh, yeah, he seems like a, a regular offensive lineman, and he kind of gets beat a couple of times. We saw his highlight tape. It wasn't anything that great, so he's getting it as, uh, you know, getting his butt burned a little bit out here, and now he's on the right side. He's used to the left, so now that on top of this, you know, so... We'll see what the Lions got going on. Now, they were very close to winning last night's game, and we're going to talk about that too. But, uh, you know, unfortunate last-second big play, last-second field goal, and the Lions end up losing it. Not Once again, not a great look for Dan Campbell, not kind of putting in a full uh, – uh, full, full, full four quarters of NFL football together. So we'll see, you know, what else is going on here with this uh, Lions team. We're going to watch Jared Goff throw as well. How was he looking? But uh, so far for Panay Sewell, not the best out here. Not the best. And that's kind of Dan Campbell's first big decision here for this Lions team. So we'll see how it plays out for the rest of the season and the rest of the preseason. But so far, not the greatest. Alrighty, this was big, folks. I was kind of very surprised by seeing this at um, 
the pregame of preseason game number two for the Cowboys yesterday going against the Cardinals. Dak Prescott didn't play in the game, but he was warming up with wide receivers uh, yesterday, which is kind of crazy because he's throwing the ball now. And we know he's got kind of that shoulder lat muscle injury that nobody really knows what the real deal is with that. He hasn't been throwing in practice for like the last two weeks. But then we just heard yesterday, uh, two days ago, yesterday on the show, something like that this week on the show. I'll say that Dak Prescott was going to get a second MRI on the shoulder. So if you want to get a little conspiratorial here, this could potentially be Jerry Jones saying, hey, make sure there's footage of Dak Prescott throwing because everyone was kind of taking that MR, second MRI story and running with it. Even we kind of did it a little bit when we talked about it. Uh, it was kind of bizarre that the Dallas Cowboys' own official Twitter account tweeted out, hey, this is not, not a setback. This is nothing to worry about. But he's getting a second MRI, and everyone's like, what, what What? are you talking about? You don't get an MRI if everything's, you know, hunky-dory. You get an MRI if there's a little cause for concern. So maybe, like I said, if you want to get conspiratorial on this, maybe, uh, you know, the Cowboys was like, yes, definitely make sure the cameras capture this man throwing a couple of passes here, warming up to show that the shoulder's all good, and truly that second MRI is nothing to truly worry about. Or if we're just going to take this at face value, that Prescott's looking real gosh dang good and he's gonna get back to normal and the shoulder injury was literally nothing to worry about so however you want to look at it he's warming up with Amari Cooper throwing a couple of balls and then he's also warming up with Dak Prescott a nice little lofty floater what do we got here? Maybe 20 yards-ish. So he's kind of slinging the ball around a little bit, not actually, you know, putting a full velocity on it. And that's kind of what the injury we heard was, that Dak Prescott felt it at the full extension. So some of these kind of, you know, a little bit of floaters, not really truly um, injured, you know, kind of um, working out that lap muscle for that kind of, you know, to hurt him a little bit more. So... That's what we get, folks. Dak Prescott warming up, and I definitely did not expect to see that, but we get that, and now we get to wait till uh, Tuesday. That's going to probably be our next information on truly what's going on here where we can watch episode two of Hard Knock. So that's where we're at with Dak Prescott, folks. He ended up warming up yesterday. Obviously, he wasn't going to play in the game. You know, we don't expect this man to play in the game very, you know, in these preseason games, maybe the last preseason game for maybe the first quarter, but Mike McCarthy doesn't even really want this man even practicing, so... Dak Prescott warming up, folks. Maybe the shoulder is actually all good here. Let's watch the second throw real quickly. That's a pretty good velocity right there. He is kind of whipping it in there, so... We'll see, folks. We'll see what's going on with Dak Prescott. And truly, the extent of the injury of the shoulder is going to be kind of, uh, you know, only time will tell. But, uh, you know, week one, if he's out there looking great, this was a nothing burger. And uh, we'll, we'll carry on. So, we'll see how longer this is an actual potential developing story. We'll see. Alrighty, folks, here we go. We got a first look at the Cardinals, uh, what their offense is going to be yesterday, last night against the Cowboys. Now, Kyler Murray did not play last night, but neither did DeAndre Hopkins and neither did A.J. Green. But this is what we're talking about with the depth here of the great Cardinals wide receiver. Here we go. It's Christian Kirk, folks, out here. And absolutely, this is a pretty good pass here. Do we know who threw this pass? It doesn't really matter. It's not Kyler Murray. Do we even care? But it's still a pretty good, great. Uh, do I say great? Let me watch this one more time. 
Uh, it's very, very good. I don't know about great. Uh, let's get another replay on this one from a different angle, which shows it a lot better. But Christian Kirk, man, just the catch ability that this man has and just the overall offense, they're so great and so deep. Here we go. Just look at him burn the corner, a solid half a stat. Maybe a slight push off there, but there he is going up and getting or just kind of catching the ball there, putting himself in exactly the right position, and the ball just falls right into his arms. The depth of the Cardinals wide receivers, folks. We talk about it all the time. DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirks, Randall Moore, Keyshawn Johnson. Then they got Andy Isabella as well. Really solid depth out here for the Cardinals, and it was on display even though their main two weapons – we're out just not playing because it's preseason game number one for them. So Cardinals, watch out for their offense. It's a tough, tight division, but we do believe Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, another season with Kyler Murray, getting them all kind of on the same page, making sure this offense is good from week one to week 17, not taking kind of the second half of the season off or just a slight decline there offensively. So they're deep offensively. They've got the pieces. Watch out for them. The Cardinals can keep pace in that division, the NFC West. It's packed. It's loaded. It's great. But, uh, the Cardinals are going to potentially rival the Rams and the Seahawks, I believe, and the 49ers, folks. I mean, this is psh, a stacked division. Cardinals will be better than 8-8 eight and eight last season than they did last season, folks. I can almost guarantee it. Look at that. Fantastic. All right, next story up, and this is very concerning. So we're going from, you know, a team that has great wide receivers to a team that uh, potentially may struggle here in that area a tiny bit. So Jamar Chase, folks. When did he go overall? Let me uh, – oh, I forgot. The ESPN draft, they, they took it off. I don't understand. It. They, they're done with the draft page for some reason. Uh, but Jamar Chase – Drafted by the Bengals this season uh, was, you know, a lot of people were saying Jamar Chase should have been the first wide receiver taken overall in this year's draft and all of that. Um, let me, I forget how the draft sh shook out for the wide receivers. I forgot where the Bengals took this man. Uh, let's get this up really quickly. All right, I can do this actually. Um, Sports reference, here we go. Nope, that's college. Here we go. Fifth overall by the Bengals. I think he was the first wide receiver taken then. Let me get this up. Let me get the 2021 draft results up. I don't know why ESPN took it off their website. It makes no sense. Um, but classic ESPN, right? All right, here we go. Did y'all give me the NBA draft? Did I type in NBA? <laughs> I guess I did, left it ambiguous. <laughs> All right, here we go. NFL draft. Jeez, jeez. All right. Anytime. Come on. Come on. Load up here. Okay. Here we go. All right. Um, he was the first wide receiver taken, and then it was Jalen Waddle with Miami at number six. So, yeah, he was the first wide receiver taken in this year's draft, and we heard he from himself that he was struggling, and we heard that, you know, from an insider that, hey, he's not really getting that great separation that we kind of hoped, and, you know, we were kind of saying this. Hey, he didn't play for an entire year. He took last year off, and you're going to kind of bet that highly that he's going to be able to get back to this form, especially in an NFL where, you know, this game, the speed of the game is faster and you're not going to be able to get that wide open and now we get actual video of this man truly not getting any 
any separation. So watch this route right here. It's a little five, you know, five yard in route right here. And literally this move got zero separation. I don't even know what this move is, folks. This isn't even a good move. It's like a hezzy. But I mean, this isn't fooling anybody. The speed, the speed out of the break, the speed up to the break is nothing great. Obviously, he's locked up right here fantastically. He does catch the ball. So great there. Great hands and great kind of forcing it right into his body right there. But that's not the separation that we saw at LSU in college, folks. That was kind of having everybody clamoring over this man and saying that he's one of the best wide receivers in this draft. And, you know, he would have won the Heisman this season if he didn't sit out and all this. But, folks, you know, missing a year of football, folks, whether it's college or the NFL, that's still big time. That's huge time, folks. And we're seeing it here with Jamar Chase. So, we're you know, this is another kind of rookie that's not really emerging early on. Um, we're seeing Jalen Waddle look really solid. We're looking at Justin Fields. We're looking at Trey Lance all looking really solid. And some of these other rookies in uh, Panay Sewell, uh, we're getting Trevor Lawrence, we're getting Zach Wilson, we're getting Jamar Chase, just not making that initial splash that everybody was kind of hoping and kind of projecting that they would be at that at this stage of the game. Now, I know the Bengals haven't played their first preseason game, folks. I know I have to preface it by saying this now because of those Jets fans a couple of days ago. I get it. There is still time to grow, but other rookies are showing out right now before their first preseason game, okay? Two weeks into training camp, they are showing out. So, this is not the best sign here for Jamar Chase. Uh, does he play today or do they play tomorrow? Let's see what the Bengals got. Uh, Bengals' first preseason game is today against the Bucs. Yikes, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, so, we're going to see what kind of separation he can get, what type of production he can get when he's going against a totally different new team out there. And we'll see if he kind of looks a little bit better. But, yeah, this is real cause for concern. We've heard he wasn't getting any separation, and this is literally no separation at all. So, Jamar Chase may not be that huge, impactful year one player that everyone thought he was, and I don't really think I can buy this Bengals team this year. I don't think they kind of make the second year leap um, with their new head coach. And uh, uh, Joe Burrow coming back from injury. I think this Bengals team is going to continue to struggle all season long this season. And we'll see if Jamar Chase can kind of get better as the season progresses. But I wouldn't expect this man to be an immediate week one impactor uh, for this Bengals team. Which kind of they need him to be a little bit. So that's where we're at with Jamar Chase, folks. Nothing truly that great out here. All right, last story to kind of go over for today. We get to this, and folks, I mean, how how much more do we need to see that this is literally Aaron Rodgers' last ride with this Green Bay Packers team? I mean, folks, he will not be a Packer next season. Can we bet that? Is there anything we can bet on this, folks? Um, what is uh, what is Aaron Rodgers' 2022 team going to be because the man is not going to be a Packer next year, folks. We, we've seen enough, and this is truly the cherry on top of another cherry that was already put on this Sunday that Aaron Rodgers will not be returning to the Packers next season. He will be out. He's fed up, folks. Just because they gave him one piece and said he can have a little bit more, um, more decision-making and more input in the overall roster and kind of what their draft should be like, just because they finally said that, Aaron Rodgers is over them. They're, he's over them. He, he He's not believing anything that the coaches or front office and owner are saying, folks. He's not believing in any of it anymore. So we get this. 
the cherry on top of the cherry, folks. Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, and David Bakhtiare. I mean, we they, they were always together, folks. I mean, that was kind of, you know, the, the prime years of the Packers over the last 10 seasons. So they all posted on their Instagram stories letting Green Bay know that they want to bring back Clay Matthews. So once again, Aaron Rodgers taking to social media and letting everybody know, hey, this is who I want here. And if we, I, you know, if the Packers don't do it, they're not kind of uh, listening to their best guy, their face of the franchise, who they say, who they keep saying, you know, they'll do anything for and keep definitely want to keep here. And, you know, they respect them and everyone loves Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers takes to Instagram here and says, bring him back regarding Clay Matthews. And then Randall Cobb gets into it as well. He says, Clay Matthews, sup, question mark. And then we get David Bakhtiari saying, Packers, you up? What's up with, um, you know, Clay Matthews? So Aaron Rodgers really wants to get the band back together for one last ride here because he knows next season he will not be here, folks. It's clear. Can we stop in the media of, oh, now Aaron Rodgers can stay and the Packers are really kind of making it up to Aaron Rodgers by doing it. No, they're not. Aaron Rodgers knows this is fake and that, you know, hey, we got you one thing. How much really are they going to kind of take Aaron Rodgers' um, kind of advice on and truly all the players that, you know, he kind of wants, how many are they going to go out and get? And how how many times are they, are they going to listen to him about how the offense should be ran and what plays should be ran and when? So Aaron Rodgers has this team kind of in a hostage hold. Hey, y'all want me here so bad. Well, go out and get this man. Go out and get Randall Cobb again. Go out and get... Uh, um, Clay Matthews again, or I'll walk. And so far, the Packers have been kind of doing what Aaron Rodgers wants, but Aaron Rodgers knows he won't be here next season. This is kind of a last ride. We saw kind of him and um, Devontae Adams kind of tweet out the last dance as well. Folks, we've seen enough. He's not going to be back. He restructured his deal so he can get out of there as soon as possible, folks. I mean, all the information is right here. Don't let the kind of national media spin it for, I don't even know why they're trying to spin it, saying that Aaron Rodgers is now finally happy and he's definitely going to stay now. No, what? Have y'all not even listened to this man talk for the last three months, folks? We know this is the problem, that they never listen to him. And just because, and we heard him say that, you know, relationships aren't built in one day or one week or anything like that the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is truly um uh broken beyond repair folks Aaron Rodgers is trying to just play this game right here this mental game just so he gets everything he wants in his last year so he can go out on top leave the organization and be like well you should have treated me better go to a new team potentially win a ring there and then you know he's oh my god could you imagine if that scenario happened Aaron Rodgers wins a ring this last season leaves next year, wins a ring with the new team, while also saying, hey, this is what you could have had if you treated me better. I mean, folks, the fans and social media would absolutely erupt. And literally, I think the Packers would have to just fold as a team. There would only be 31 teams in the NFL now because I think the Packers fans would just overrun the Packers front office and tear it down and demand that this organization is just kind of um, <laughs> literally disbanded because they messed it up with Aaron Rodgers that bad so this is it folks Aaron Rodgers last season 
Aaron Rodgers last season as a Green Bay Packer, this solidifies it after it's already been solidified, after it's already been solidified. So, I mean, we're three times removed solidification here, folks. He is done with the Packers. Done. As soon as we can bet it, we will do that, folks. This will be our new Justin Fields bet going into 2022, folks. Does Aaron Rodgers say a Green Bay Packer? No. No, you bet that, you hammer that whenever that bet, or if it's up there now, I don't think so, but uh, I don't even know where I would be able to look for that, and I don't even think they put that like two years out, so he's done, folks, he is done, he is done, he is done, Aaron Rodgers is no longer a Green Bay Packer after this season. Um, also, with Clay Matthews, we really don't um, know what's going on with him. He didn't play last season. He played in 2019 with the Rams, um, ended up uh, not re-signing with the Rams, didn't get re-signed back, and then didn't sign with another team. So this man's been a year removed from football. He's also 35 years old as well. He was great at his prime. Don't get us wrong. He had his kind of two. Did he have what? How many years did he make the Pro, Pro Bowl straight? Um, two years. He had kind of a four-year stretch right here from 2000. Um, uh, uh, 2009 made the Pro Bowl his rookie year. Three fumble recoveries, a touchdown. How many sacks? He had ten sacks. Jeez, woof. All right, man. Maybe he did have kind of a. Uh, do we dare call it a one, two, three, four, five, six, like a seven-year stretch from 2009 to 2015, making a Pro Bowl every single year except 2013 when he only played 11 games? Ten sacks, 13 and a half sacks in 2010, another 13 sacks in 2012, 11 sacks in 2014. The man gets after it, folks. Obviously, the last couple of seasons, um, he had eight sacks in 2019 with the Rams. His first year there, pretty solid, but never got re-signed back there. Like we said, did not play in 2020, so he is a year removed. I believe he's still a free agent. I don't think he's signed anywhere, folks. I'm pretty sure this man is a free agent. So if he goes back to Green Bay, let's see if he can kind of get back into that starting lineup or just that nice veteran leadership role and just, you know, making Aaron Rodgers a little bit more comfortable, surrounded by, you know, what kind of made Aaron Rodgers great, kind of the initial Randall Cobb and David. David Bakhtiari and um, Clay Matthews here. And who else are we forgetting? You know, a Jordy Nelson as well. So just making Aaron Rodgers as comfortable as he can be. Uh, one last ride, band back together, all that motivation coming into the season, making the NFC Championship the last two seasons. This finally puts him over the edge to get to the Super Bowl. And then we'll see if Aaron Rodgers can get it done in the Super Bowl here. But uh, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, very vocal now, very vocal now that uh, it's kind of worked already. Him kind of saying and airing his piece to the national media and uh, press conferences, which, you know, he doesn't really do that often. And I uh, work for getting who was it was it it was Randall Cobb correct that he was able to kind of bring back this season so we'll see how it all goes for Aaron Rodgers and this Packers team and if they do go out and get uh, Clay Matthews so um, it wouldn't be that much I'm sure you could sign this man for literally the minimum that you can get him because he is a year removed 35 years old all of that but if you make Aaron Rodgers happy for this year I think you just got to go and do it so we'll see how long it takes uh, this was uh, was this last night they tweeted this out Instagram this out yeah I think this was last night they did this so we'll see how long it takes for the Packers to go out and sign this man because I'm pretty sure Clay Matthews would be down for this absolutely so if there's any kind of speed bump between Clay, pa Clay Matthews and the Packers getting it done it's going to be on the Packers organization side 
Alrighty, those were all the stories we needed to talk about for today. But uh, before we head over to some film of the preseason of what happened yesterday, let's head back to our new segment here, the fame and shame list. Uh, we just unveiled this. This is potentially a new list for the regular season. We're kind of prototyping it here in... Um, preseason but the fame and shame list is uh we kind of you know make our predictions make our bets tell you where the value is we do our due diligence um we give you all the right information for the picks but then it's also kind of you know the players have to go out there and perform at their highest level so we are going to start holding players accountable because we do our work here and we expect the players to do their work out on the field when we make our bets and all that. So we're going to start holding players accountable on the fame and shame list. You go on the shame list if you kind of were the reason why the bet didn't hit. Why our pick did not hit. If it's a single player, a single play, we will call you out. And we just saw that yesterday, two days ago. When we uh, kind of you know put our bet together that we liked the Patriots and the Eagles. We had a little two-teamer going straight up bets right here. And the Eagles were looking real good until Nick Mullins got in the game. So uh, Nick Mullins was the first person on the shameless because that man was absolutely trash. Uh, was never moving the ball. Offense stuttered. They put up no points with him at the uh, starting quarterback position. And he threw two interceptions. And the Eagles ended up losing to the Steelers because of Nick Mullins. So we put Nick Mullins on the shameless. And he also cost us $197.40 because we had the two-team are going who put 50 bucks on it and uh because of nick mullins we lost the patriots took care of their job the eagles took care of their job it was just nick mullins floundering big time so nick mullins is on the shame list and then we had the fame list of you know you go out and do good and help us win our bets we put you on the fame list and we saw mac jones preseason game number one he had you know a solid six points was able to move the ball so we give him credit and then it was Ramondre stevenson who really put the nail in the coffin with like a minute left for a 91 yard touchdown run to seal the win so we put them on the fame list now, we had a bet going yesterday. We had the Bills straight up, and we had the Titans straight up. The Titans took care of business easy peasy. I mean, the Falcons only put up three points. It was really no contest right here. Titans win 23-3, so shout-out to the Titans. But a little bit more, it was shout-out to the Bills because they got down late. And, man, oh, man, here we go. We got to watch this, folks, and we are going to put some players. There's nobody on the shameless because we did hit both of our picks, so fantastic there. Nobody's on the shameless. We don't want anybody on the shameless, folks. We don't We don't want to shame anybody, but if you get in uh, the way of our money and our prediction and making us look like clowns out here to our big old fan base that we have unfortunately you leave us no option so it's a little unfortunate for the shameless participants you don't want to be on that list nick mullins uh but from last night nobody was on there but we do have two three we gotta put three players on this fame list so with a minute 16 seconds left the Lions were up 15 to 13. A minute 16 left. The Bills had the ball on their own 20-yard line. What happens? Jake Fromm airs it out to Marquez Stevenson for an absolute huge gain right there. Getting it down to like the 35-yard line, making them into a field goal position to win the game. Watch this route. Stevenson burns the corner. Jake Fromm puts it absolutely on the money right there. So let's put them on the fame list. Well, actually, let's uh, let's run. It. Let's finish it out here. And then the kicker 
for the winner. A 42-yard attempt to win the game right down the middle. And the Bills come back with a minute, 12 seconds left, down two, and win by one. That's how you make the fameless, baby. Let's give it up for this Bills team. Great calls by Sean McDermott. Great plays by those three players that we just mentioned. And we're going to put all three of those Bills offensive players and put them on the fame list for helping secure our bet from last night, making us look like we know what we're talking about because we do. And the players went out there and performed exactly how they needed to to go out and get the W and get the win. And we hit because of it. So, Jake Fromm, congratulations, baby, on the fame list. Let's get it. Jake Fromm, preseason game one. Here we go, preseason game one. Do they have the official yards on that pass? I want to get the yards in here. Uh, let's go to the overall game. Let's go down to this last drive right here. And it's a 42-yard pass. Yes, sir. 42-yard yes, throw. Two-setup field goal. Game-winning field goal. So, Jake Fromm, congratulations. You are on the fame list. And then we got Marquez Stevenson. Welcome to the fame list, baby. That's how you start it, folks. Preseason game number one and already getting on the fame list. Once you are on the fame or shame list, you stay on there. You, you, there is no taking you off. You are cemented for the entire season. Let's see how many times you can get on the fame list. Hopefully, you don't get on the shame list multiple times. Hopefully, Nick Mullins. We never see this man play again because, you know, he's only going to be playing in preseason. But, uh... Um, hopefully, Nick Mullins, if we do somehow have to kind of bet on you again or your number's called and, you know, you have to go out there and get it done, hopefully you learn from that shameful experience and uh, you get it together. And, uh, you know, the next time we bet on you, hopefully we don't have to ever again. But if we do, you step up and rise to the occasion and we can put you back on the fame list or put you on the fame list. So Marquez Stevenson, let's get his name up here. Uh, for uh, pre-game, preseason game number one, 42-yard catch, two setup, game-winning field goal. And I don't care how many players we have to put on these lists from each team. Um, you know, whether, you know, we put everybody, all the roster, the head coach, everybody. If it's a, you know, debacle by everybody. But we are going to try and just pick out the few players, the one, the two, the three, you know, however many, uh, that really just contribute directly to the win or to the loss. And Nick Mullins, I mean, from that Eagles game, I mean, the man did nothing, folks. Absolutely. Um, and turned the ball over twice in great field position. And, you know, that the Steelers were able to capitalize on it and win the game. But uh, we got to give credit for the pass. We got to give credit to the catch. And we got to give credit to the kick. I mean, that's three players that really single-handedly put the team on their backs to win the game. So we definitely appreciate that. So Marquez Stevenson, 42-yard catch. And then, hey, we got 42-yard catches and 42-yard field goals. Is that correct, or did I just read that wrong? Wow, 42-yard pass and, oh, 44-yard field goal. Interesting. Did this video say 42? What this? What this video say? Let's go back here. Did we just read it wrong? That says 42. Interesting. We'll mark it at 44. You know, hey, if that's what NFL.com is going to rock with, we'll give you those extra two yards. No big deal. So, uh, who is it? Tyler Bass? 
Tyler Bass, look at this man. Yes, sir, Tyler Bass, welcome to the fame list. Preseason game one. Forty four yard game winning field goal. So congratulations to those three players. Everybody on the Titans got it done. Um, really not one single-handed player just because it was truly a blowout. We'll just put, you know, thank you for the Titans. Thank you uh, for taking care of business and doing what you're supposed to do. We'll just shot you out. We're not going to put you on the fame list. Uh, but Logan Woodside, congratulations. 10 of 15 for 84 yards and a touchdown. That's what we're talking about. And Mac Barkley, 5 of 8 for 54 yards and a touchdown. That's what we're talking about. Um... McKee Sargent, 16 carries for 58 yards. Congratulations. Brian Hill, 11 carries for 38 yards. Congratulations. Uh, what do we got receiver-wise? Mason Kinsey, four receptions for 51 yards. Congratulations. Miller Forrestall, three catches for 20 yards and a touchdown. Congratulations. So, you know, we'll shut you out, but just not kind of on the fame list. But overall, great night by the Titans, offense and defense, for only holding them to three points. We'll give you all credit. But uh, that is our fame and shameless edition. And I'm just glad we didn't have to put anybody on the shameless because I truly don't want to see anybody on this list, folks. Because uh, that means we didn't hit our bet. That means, you know, we gave y'all some unfortunate wrong information. Um, and, you know, we don't want to be on that. We want to get y'all the money. We want to get y'all the money. We want to get y'all the information. This is what we are trying to do here, folks. So. We don't tell y'all anything we would not take ourselves, folks. We do, we do not tell y'all anything that we would not do ourselves. So, congratulations, Jake Fromm, Marquez, Stevenson, and Tyler Bass. A truly earned fame list spot. Congratulations. Alrighty. Uh, we got 20 minutes left in the show, so let's quickly recap what happened yesterday in preseason. Uh, the first matchup is the Titans and the Falcons, and there's nothing that we really needed to watch here. Uh, we just really wanted to see what the Falcons were doing overall. That was kind of our biggest watch here of last night. How did Arthur Smith just kind of coach this team up overall, not having the starters, and it was a little lackluster, and this is why we're a little hesitant on the Falcons going into the season, just because they don't have that real depth I mean they only put up three points folks at home that's really not that great and I also just want to kind of mention these first drives in the first half were absolutely pitiful by this Falcons team really not even moving the ball at all drive one three and out for only 11 yards um, they didn't pick up a first down. They got a penalty. Yeah, 10-yard penalty. Um, all right, drive number two, three and out with only eight yards. Drive three is an interception. Five plays in on their own 14-yard line. Let's watch this play right here. Let's see what this interception is looking like. From their own 14-yard line, it's third and 18, folks. I mean, and he's just real short over the middle. So, A.J. McCarron, unfortunate. You know, he's not fighting for a starting job anytime soon, we know. So, they throw an interception. And then their next drive, it's a three and out with only four yards. And then their next drive, their fifth drive of the game, five and out with only 10 yards, folks. I mean, what are we doing out here? Not even moving the ball at all. And then it's the end of half on their last drive of the first half and two plays for 17 yards. So, that's not the greatest there for Arthur Blank. Now, a little little bit of silver lining right here a little bit of a green flag moment is their first drive out of half goes for 10 plays 33 yards and they are able to get three points out of it so that's pretty solid we like kind of you coming out of halftime after you had that speech and you know fixing everything that went wrong you go out there and go for 10 plays 33 yards for, so for that we can kind of praise Arthur Smith a little bit little bit 
I don't know if that kind of, you know, forgives that abysmal first half. But then he's back to three and out on his second drive after halftime. Then they go on a seven-play, 52-yard drive, and they miss a field goal. How long was this one? Young Way Koo, you can't make 55 yards? Come on, man. You got to be better than that. You are better than that. Uh, then they go three and out again for minus six yards. Then they go four and out on their last drive, turnovers on downs for only six yards. So they really only had two meaningful drives the entire game, but they both came after halftime, so not bad overall. We'll give Arthur Smith a little credit from last night's game. Um, shout out to the Titans for going on the road. Mike Vrabel, that's kind of what we bet on yesterday. We just bet on the coaches yesterday. So shout out to them. Truly just, I mean, and just look at these backups. Second string, third string, Logan Whiteside scoring a touchdown. Matt Barkley scoring a touchdown. So Mike Vrabel able to kind of coach up the tier twos and tier threes and tier fours on this team. So shout out to this Titans team and uh, very well done for the blowout 23-3 to win in preseason game number one on the road. That's a well-coached football team. And maybe this new offensive coordinator for the Titans is truly getting it done. I mean, you are able to move the ball solidly and get 23 points going on the road and got good production from your second and third and fourth string players out here. So maybe the Titans made the right move of letting Arthur Smith go because we know he is the offensive coordinator the last two years for the Titans team and the new offensive coordinator for the Titans is stepping into this role and kind of flourishing the first time he's able to flourish. So... Well done for the Titans. And maybe we can start buying the Titans even up a little bit more. The offensive coordinator. Got to give him credit. Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry didn't play a lick in this game. You give them man credit. So well done for the Titans last night. All right, now let's go to the Bills and the Lions game. We know how the game ended because of the fame and shame list. But uh, let's just quickly see what Mitch Trubisky was looking like and what Jared Goff was looking like. So let's quickly see Mitch Trubisky only went one of two for only 10 yards. Once again, I mean, you know, Mitch Trubisky, you know, saying, oh, my God, I'm, I'm so glad I'm loved here and I'm so loved here and all this. But they barely even played the man uh, because he is the backup. Uh, but overall, let's see what he did. Did he play the first drive of the series? They basically just ran the ball, and then uh, Mitch Trubisky gets in for a play right here on third and six, and it's incomplete. So let's see if we can quickly go to this play. Like we said, you know, game pass is trash this year for somewhat for whatever reason. Oh, Jared Goff's up first, so we can watch this first, actually, because I do want to see what Jared Goff did and how he looked. Let's look at his stats first. Jared Goff going 7 of 9 for 56 yards. That's not bad. Let's see what we get here. We also know we got sacked because, you know, Panaya Sewell kind of letting that man through. But Jared Goff throw one, almost picked. <laughs> That's almost a pick. Jeez, that's not even open. Where was he trying to go with this ball? He's trying to hit this man like five yards down the field. It's a sit route, but he just never saw the linebacker there. That's a real bad ball right there. Did pre Was pressure getting to him? Let's quickly watch this one one more time. Was pressure getting to Jared Goff? No, that's clean. And he just stared him down the entire time. So, Jared Goff, that's not a great pass, number one. Jeez. All right, let's see if he gets a little bit better out here. Here we go. Play number two. What do we get? Handoff, all right. Is that DeAndre Swift? Is he taking first carries out here? Let's quickly see. Um, but, 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 no, Jay Williams. All right. I think that's their uh, their rookie draft pick out here. Getting the start over last year's. Um, and then that's where we get the sack on Jared Goff. So first series by Jared Goff, very, very bad. Um, who, yeah, that's really interesting that, um, I'm, I'm, why am I, uh, DeAndre Swift didn't play last night. Real interesting right there. But you play Jared Goff? Okay. All right, now let's get this Mitch Trubisky throw. 
Um, they got a penalty somewhere, but let's go to third and six. Let's see if we can try to cue this up at Detroit's 32-yard line so we can watch Mitch Trubisky throw the ball. Devin Singletary's – I mean, Devin Singletary had a real solid game last night, folks. Eight carries for 42 yards. That's five yards a carry. We'll definitely take that. Um, all right, here we go. Mitch Trubisky's pass in this uh, – a right, little low. All right, that was his only pass of the first drive. A little low, unfortunate. What was Mitch Trubisky's next pass play? Because I just want to focus in on Mitch Trubisky, honestly. Um, he's got a 10-yard pass on their very next drive. But we get a big drive here by Jared Goff, so let's watch some of these now. Let's get a real good look at what Jared Goff was doing on this drive. So let's quickly watch this. Here we go, first play up. Jared Goff, we're going to get a throw. It's a run. Let's skip this. Here we go. We'll get a pass right here on second down. Here we go. Jared Goff. Let's get it done, man. Second and uh, six. Jared Goff over the middle of the field. A little bit of a check down. It goes solid. Brings up, I believe, third and one. They're going to call this third and one. Is this Williams rushing? Is this the man again? Let's quickly look at the drive chart. Who do we got here? Third and one. It's Jay Williams. So let's quickly, let's pause this because he is their rookie running back here for this Lions team. Jamal Williams. Hey, Jamal Williams. Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me make sure I'm getting my information right. Or is this the man from Green Bay? This is this the man from Green Bay? This is the man from Green Bay. All right, so I apologize. Jamal Williams is not a rookie draft pick out here he is from green bay and he really got it done so well done for jamal williams maybe kind of already beating out deandre swift a little bit a little interesting we'll see keep an eye on that running back battle running back by committee potentially all right here we go after the first down pickup by jamal williams they run the ball again and that got nothing blown up right at the line of scrimmage here we go hopefully we get a pass here second and 11 jared goff drops back the pass Slinging a nice little out route to the right sideline. Picks up about three, four yards right there. Third and eight. Let's see if Jared Goff can pick up this first down. Drops back to pass. Steps up in the pocket. And uh, they're going to throw the flag. Does he get bailed out? That's a real bad read there by Jared Goff. I mean, it's third and eight. You're not running for eight yards. Luckily, they get bailed out. So that's not the best look here by Jared Goff. Jared Goff out here, kind of a designed run out to the right. Nothing right there. A little bit of a check down, designed route, rolling out to the right, checking it down to the to the running back. It picks up, like, no yards. Um, here we go. Oh, oh, this was a dangerous throw. Just got there. Just threaded the knee needle to, I believe that's Darren Fells. So very well done there. Looks like Buffalo had a chance to make a play on this ball. Jared Goff just puts it absolutely on the money. So we give him credit for that pass. It's a real solid throw right there. Comes up a little bit short. We get third and one. We're going to probably get a run here by Jamal Williams. Right up the middle and uh, the whew, real close there. I think they're going to give it to him though. Let's see what they mark it. Yep, they give him the first down officially. So they're still struggling to run the ball here. These runs are not going for anything real great, and that's kind of the point of emphasis that Dan Campbell was trying to do right here is beef up the line a little bit through the draft with Panay Sewell. Um, all right, then we get a nice little kind of over-the-middle route right there. Nice slant, but it's a flag. Their best play of the of this drive is a flag on a holding call. So now we get first and 20. How does Jared Goff bounce back? They rush the ball, picks up about four yards. Let's see this one. Second and 15 now. Jared Goff drops back to pass. 
There we go. Wide open strike on the left sideline for the first down. We'll take that. That's a real great read, real great throw. Perfect there by Jared Goff. We get a handoff. All right. We can't really skip it because it goes by 10 seconds. Like I said, folks, I'm we got to hang through this. Hopefully, they fix their website and has the play-by-play -play breakdown so we can just go to all the Jared Goff passing plays. I do not care about these running plays so far. I just want to see how Jared Goff is acclimating to this Lions team. So hopefully it gets better uh, before week one because if it doesn't happen by week one, folks, we're truly going to be screwed on the show. I don't even know what we're going to be doing here from now on. Um, we may have to shut down the show, surely. <laughs> but here we go. All right, Jared Goff, another pass right there. A little, little, little short, but he got the job done. We'll give him credit. So overall, Jared Goff's kind of looking like Jared, classic Jared Goff. I don't think he's looking any better. Let's watch this throw. This was at the end zone. Uh, so let's take the let's see the shot he's taking here. Here we go. Second and nine. A shot in the end zone. Ooh, that's great defense, man, to play the ball exactly when it got there. Jared Goff just couldn't put the perfect touch on that for the touchdown. Overall, it's a solid throw, not the perfect throw that it needed to be for a touchdown. Here we go. Uh, and then he tries to run again. Why is Jared Goff trying to run here? That's not you, man. Damn. So Jared Goff doesn't look like he's getting any better here on the Lions, which is definitely not a great sign because we need him to step up. He's the best player on this Lions team, folks. I mean, what do they got? So Jared Goff's not looking the best out here. Not bad, but, you know, kind of classic Jared Goff. And classic Jared Goff wasn't enough for Sean McVay. So not going to be enough for Dan Gamble out here. So still can't buy into this Lions team preseason game number one. And then here we go. Do we have to watch anything here? Cowboys Cardinals it ends with a game-winning field goal congratulations to Matthew Prater can we bring up this no um, so Matthew Prater tied 16-16 uh, time running out two seconds left and he nails a 47-yard field goal and the Cardinals end up winning 19-16 um, who do we get who do we get uh, we got nothing really great here like we said no starters were playing Dak Prescott didn't play we didn't get Zeke Elliott rushing the ball, so there was really nothing to really look for in this game. Um, the starters are really the best pieces here. We're not really looking for a backup. We're not looking to see how you know um, the second strings really progress. So go into the third row, third, uh, to the starting role. That's not something that we're really looking for on either of these teams. So Cardinals get it done. Well done, and we'll see more in Hard Knocks about this preseason game and who really was truly stepping up here. For this Cowboys team. Let's quickly look defensively. Uh, we know um, what's the man's name defensively. Michael Parsons. Uh, two tackles. Two assists. Very well done. So getting around the ball. Uh, didn't make a big play with a fumble recovery or an interception or anything like that. Um, we did have Rico Dowdle with a fumble loss for the Cowboys, unfortunately. And then we had Keanu Neal on the defensive end, force a fumble and recovery. Can we watch that? Where do we get that from? I want to watch that in real time. Here we go. This is coming at first and 10 on Arizona's 47. So we got to skip around a little bit. Like we said, game pass. I would be able to go right to that play. Here we go. This is the play right here. We'll rewind it. All right, here we go. Here we go. All righty. 
first and 10, pass right over the middle. The receiver catches it, but then it's Keanu Neal just stripping out the ball, and that's Michael Parsons right there as well. So once again, Michael Parsons is around these fumbles, baby, helping out, kind of stand up the, the wide receiver so Keanu Neal can come in and punch the ball out. So Michael Parsons truly has a knack for the football, folks. He is always around the big plays. We've seen it in the first two preseason games. He ended up getting the fumble in preseason game number one, and then he was just right there helping get the fumble here in preseason game number two. So Michael Parsons is a true ball hawk, baby. Get this, I mean, um, Dan Quinn, you better rely on this man truly out there all the time. Michael Parsons is surefire out here. And he's the rookie that we are not, we, we haven't been the biggest on, but this may be our first mistake of the draft, folks. Michael Parsons, we had him ranked third linebacker on our draft big board, but maybe he should have been number one, and he's proven us wrong, and I've got no problem with that. So Michael Parsons is truly looking great out here, folks. Truly, absolutely fantastic. So that was the preseason from yesterday. We got five minutes left in the show before we got to get out of here, before Justin Fields sets the city on fire, before he sets the sports world on fire. Um, so quickly, are, is there anything that we're liking? Dolphins plus four and a half. It seems really interesting. It seems a little bit wild to me that it would be this high um we don't have the best kind of second string out there Tua is going to play a little bit Justin Fields should play a lot and this spread was just taken off interesting wonder what happened here you can't even bet this anymore so that's what happens we had that small indecisive moment and now the value's gone we can't even bet it uh, what else do we get here we get Broncos, Vikings, Vikings at home plus two and a half, Broncos minus two and a half. I kind of like the Broncos here because they do have this quarterback battle, and we are going to get some hopefully solid quarterback production from Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. So I'm kind of liking the Broncos here on the road. Ravens, Saints, we've all heard, you know, this week of the Ravens never losing a preseason game in the last, like, 20 years. How crazy is that? Um Oh, wow, look at this. And the Dolphins just went down from plus four and a half to plus three. So that's where the value is. Everyone's betting the Dolphins plus the points there. We just lost out on that value, folks. Value is goes off just like that, folks. We know it just disappears like that. This is how it works, folks. Uh, so maybe we're, our thinking was right with betting the Dolphins plus four and a half. They may not win, but four and a half points in preseason, that's pretty gosh dang good, folks. All right, what else do we get to here? Browns, Jags. Jags minus three. Browns plus three. We'll see. Oh, we get our first look at Tebow today. Oh, want to see that man flounder. Sorry, but not sorry. Um, I disrespect you respectively. I mean, that's coming out of a place of respect, Tim Tebow. Okay, my disrespect. Giants, Jets. Giants plus two and a half. Jets minus two and a half. Let's see what Zach Wilson's got. Jets fans are big on him. Let's see what he can do out here. Uh, we're definitely watching the, I mean, preseason tomorrow, folks. Tomorrow's show, I mean, we get to watch Justin Fields tomorrow on the show. We get to watch uh, Zach Wilson tomorrow on the show, Tebow on the show, Drew. I mean, tomorrow's going to be a packed show, so buckle up, folks. Um, what else we get here? Bengals, Bucks. We get to see Jamar Chase, hopefully get a lot of separation. We get Packers, Texans. Uh, we get 49ers, Chiefs, and we get Raiders, Seahawks. We get Rams, Chargers. So really nothing I'm loving here. We will take the Broncos tonight. And we will take, we will, I think we're just going to rock with the Broncos just because of their quarterback depth a little bit. We're kind of liking it. So that's going to be our one pick today. And we'll see if anybody ends up on the uh, fame and shameless, but we're going to take the Broncos just straight up. We're not going to swallow any points. This is preseason. We're not going to be swallowing points at preseason. Jeez. Uh, so we're just taking the Broncos straight up and uh, we'll put 50 bucks on that. So we're looking at a 50 or 83, 33 money. Uh, that will be on the head of the shameless participant if, uh, you know, the Broncos do end up losing. If they win, 
we'll we'll shout out somebody on the fame list. Alrighty, folks. So that's gonna do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. We are three minutes away from kickoff of that Dolphins Broncos game. Cannot wait for that to go down, and we're gonna be watching that, folks. So hopefully, y'all watch that as well, and we'll have all that breakdown tomorrow on the show. So we'll see you tomorrow, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And go watch the mother-loving preseason game, Dolphins. Go watch Justin Fields go out and earn his Week One starting spot and cash in. Oh, hey, hey, hey. before we're out of here, let's see if that fell at all during the last hour folks if Justin Fields plus 350 to be the week one starter has fallen at all uh, because it, it just fell for the first time in three weeks so let's get back to this and then we'll end it uh, here we go player futures Justin Fields will be the week one starter still plus 350 get it while you can because as soon as kickoff goes and he's out there making every single pass it's going to drop big time so I this eat it eat it eat it eat it eat it up folks Justin, be, Justin Fields will be the week one starter Alrighty, now we're out of here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow, live noon Eastern, breaking down all the preseason action. And there's a lot of it, folks. A lot of narratives, a lot of rookies to watch out for, who's rising to the occasion, and who's floundering. We're going to break it all down tomorrow. So uh, we're back live tomorrow, noon Eastern, folks. Uh, have a great one, and preseason all on today, folks. All day. Whew, it's going to be great. We'll see you tomorrow.